Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jake Hirschman, on Sports Biz Camp Series episode number six with Eric Shaynock, uh, marketing manager at BMO Harris Bank. And really excited to talk to Eric today about his past, um, his path into the industry. Uh, we are Bobcats, uh, so another Ohio U alum on, on the podcast today. Um, and you know, it's funny, you, you connect with people and you realize how small of a world it is, um, who they know. And so we're going to kind of get to know Eric in, in sense of, um, how he got involved with sports biz camps and uh, what his mission is, uh, in the Chicago market. And oh, Eric, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. So we always like to start this off with, uh, what did you want to do in high school? You know, you're, you're probably sitting sophomore year, junior year in high school going, what do I want to do with my, my life? That's like the first thought that pops into your head, right? Yeah, you know, I, I didn't give a ton of thought to it, honestly. I came from a family of nonprofit workers and teachers, and my uncle was a, uh, a business person with Verizon, and so... I grew up going to a lot of nonprofit events, and so that was always in the back of my mind. I knew I wanted to do something to give back, but wasn't ever sure what that was. And so there were aspects of things that I liked. I knew I liked business. I knew I liked psychology. Uh, had no idea about sports at all, so that wasn't even on my radar. And you know, I went to college and just kind of fell into it. I think it was a uh, you know we'll get into it. I'm sure, but. Uh, I, I don't think I had, I don't think I could see two or three feet in front of me in high school. I don't <laughs> think it was a, uh, an intentional move uh, at all. It was a, all right, like I'll apply to one college, see what happens, and the rest is history. So you applied to one college? I ended you up, got in, right? Yeah, I mean, I ended up applying to two. Okay. And realized I don't like Minnesota sports <laughs> and went to Wisconsin. Okay, so you're Badger. Yep. Um, you're at Wisconsin. Did you get involved at all? How like how did that all happen? In which you then got to the OU program. Yeah, so I can pinpoint exactly what happened. I joined the sports business club, met someone uh, named Becky Nelson, now Becky Van Sant, uh, who was involved in the sports business club, involved in the athletic department, and we were actually putting on a golf tournament through sports business club and another SBC mm-hmm. and. It was myself and a good friend, Ryan Shulman, and we're trying to figure out how to put this thing together. And the next thing I know, I am applying for a job with the athletic department, and Becky is in my interview, and I end up working as a an event management uh, staffer for game days and all Wisconsin events. Fast forward, I then hear about grad school, once again, common theme because of Becky, Becky had just gone and gotten accepted into Ohio. So I was like, well, you know, like it seems like there's this this sports world and common theme again. I applied to Ohio and I applied to one other school and was like, well, let's the cards fall where they are and or where they may and see what happens and ended up was very fortunate to get into Ohio and kind of never looked back. So you get to Athens, um, you're going through the program, and you're realizing, okay, this sports thing is real. You're connecting with people all over the country, um, and you're trying to understand that at that same point in time that you were trying to maybe figure it out in high school, like, what do I want to do, right? Yeah, I think uh, the running joke that I have is 
I said I wanted to work in college athletics because that's the only thing I had experienced. I don't think I had much of a desire to work in college athletics at that point. Having said that, there are two moments that really stick out for me that I think have led me on the path that I'm on. The first is um, I went into Doc K's office and I was like, it seems like there's this opportunity to combine sports and philanthropy. And he goes, he, he, he turns around, he rummages through his, his binders and he pulls out one and says, Dabisel Jacko, now Deb Kernovic, you need to go talk to her. She works for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And I'm like, I don't want to work for a hospital. Like, what, <laughs> where, where did I say I want to work for a hospital? I don't like science. Once again, incredibly naive. Deb is now one of my closest friends. I took a job down at St. Jude because of her and her leadership and her mentorship. So that was one defining moment. I ended up interning in between my two years with uh, St. Jude at their golf tournament and fell in love with the 17-hour day because you see the smile on these kids' face when... And it puts your life in perspective when all of these kids are going through these life-threatening illnesses. And if they can go through that with a smile on their face, I can go through anything with a smile on my face. So that was one of those moments for me. The second was Race for a Reason. And for me, uh, we were tasked to raise $700, just like every other student. And I was like, how am I going to raise $700? Like that seems like an incredible amount. I went within 12 hours, had raised 800 some dollars. And I was like, okay, like maybe there's something here. And I went through and I challenged every single person on my Facebook friend list at that time to donate. And once I had one roommate donate, I went and said, okay, Matt donated. What about you, Adam and Zach? And over the course of, you know, the two months that we were fundraising raised $5,500. And I think that was the, the true turning point to see the power that sports has to impact our community. And that's kind of what led me down the path uh, that I'm currently on. Yeah, no doubt. And you said something interesting where you, you know you're you're trying to raise seven hundred dollars and you're in grad school and and some would say, you know you got to get like the practical experience to get to the job right to get to the next job. But if you're in high school and you are on the football team right, you're fundraising, you're you know potentially raising some money and and I think it's one of those things of being aware of actually what you're doing right like you know if you're trying to sell the twenty five dollar cards right to ultimately get to five hundred and you're doing the same thing that other people are doing just at a smaller, uh, you know, a little bit more micro level than maybe raising $500,000 for, you know, uh, a scholarship or something of that sort at a hospital. Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's people give to people, right? People, people want to feel connected with others and they want to believe in you and, and help propel you. And I think, you know, you learn that obviously family is first at Ohio, but that's true anywhere. And that's not to discount that. That's more of people genuinely want to see you succeed and want to invest in you. And so sports can be a great um, bridge for that. And, you know, the way I look at it is, to your point, whether you're selling candy or you're asking for money, at the end of the day, it's a similar skill set. And someone sees something in you that you may not otherwise see. And that's why you're able to be successful. Well, and you've and you talked about that skill set, right? And and understanding that the opportunities do exist outside of like 
you know, the Yankees and the Red Sox and the major teams and wherever you grew up, right? So, you know, you're working at a bank, but yet you're still working in, you know, the arena of sports and brands and sponsorships because, you know, you you guys touch so many different things. So talk a little bit about the opportunities that exist uh, in which, you know, you maybe wouldn't think so otherwise. Yeah, it's a good question. So I, I'm a believer of, of asking for something because otherwise the answer is always going to be no. And I mean that in the sense that I've worked at an agency where my primary client was insurance. Never would have thought I would have worked in insurance. Worked in at, at a hospital raising money through Fortune 500 companies. I've then worked on a telecom client from a creative lens. And what I've learned is that's cause marketing, sponsorship, sports marketing, creative. And now I'm at BMO and I handle all the sponsorship advertising and the brand advertising. And so that's kind of a culmination of all of those different avenues. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, and I, at the same time, I knew that there was that purpose piece that was missing. And so it goes back to once again, being naive. I didn't know what opportunities existed within the community relations, sport philanthropy world. I thought the only way to be involved was to work at the team. Right. Then I went to St. Jude and realized they have a sports marketing team within the nonprofit. I ended up deciding to, and, and God bless her, find a perfect person to work with in Erica. And we were able to create our own business and we're able to build a community around the things we love within sports philanthropy. We're able to write on that topic, which is important to me. We're able to work with athletes to help develop their charitable endeavors and help them figure out what they want to do from a philanthropic perspective, mm-hmm. and we're able to work with sport nonprofits to help build their capacity and ultimately train their teams so that they can go out and do what they do best. And so for me, I'm able to take the skills that I'm learning from BMO and apply that to philanthropy playmakers. And at the same time, I can take what I'm learning through philanthropy playmakers and absolutely apply it to my work at BMO, whether it's around purpose, around social, digital, advertising, I, you know, I, I look at it from two different lenses and I'm able to cross-pollinate and really make sure that both are elevated then. Absolutely. And we'll get into the philanthropy uh, playmakers. It's yeah, it's, it's like, say that 10 times, right? Uh-huh. Um, but we'll get into that with Erica in, in, in the next episode. And, and um, you know, you talked about purpose. I think that's a, it's an interesting point that you bring up in, in that you know, you, you go from experience to experience and look, we're all in the fun business one way or another, right? It's, it's entertainment, it's, it's, it's brands, it's sports. Um, for the purpose piece though, I think, I think that takes a a lot of people a lot, you know, either a long time or they just don't find it at some point too. Right. Yeah. So in the research that I've done and, and really what I've seen, most people find or identify their purpose when they're becoming a parent or they're in their forties or they have a major health scare or something like that. I was fortunate, once again, I guess going back to high school, yeah. I saw that in family members, mm-hmm. and I saw what was important, but I, don't, I didn't figure it out, I think, until I went and worked at St. Jude, because I was able to see firsthand, guess what, if that was the closest I'll ever be to literally curing cancer, and anything else beyond that, it's not life or death. Right. And so, you know, I'm going to steal this line from... Uh, Nicole Fisher who is brilliant and she says you've got your MVP it's your mission your vision and your purpose 
you need to identify what that is either with your organization or who you are internally. Right. So for me, it's once you identify like who you are and what you stand for, that's your North Star. You're able to identify and really evaluate any opportunity that comes your way based on that, that MVP. And to me, your purpose is what's, not only it's what it's what's going to guide you, but at the end of the day, it's like, that's your legacy. And so if you want to be known as the sports guy and that's fine with you, 100% wholeheartedly go after it. If you want to be known, if you want to make as much money as possible because that's important to you, you've identified your MVP. Right. If you want to have a legacy where you've built basketball courts all around the country to provide at-risk children the opportunity to sports, that can be your legacy. But at the end of the day, you just need to identify what that is within your own self so that you can fill up your tank every day doing the things that you love. Because I think people get lost in that. Obviously, to your point, sports is, sports is a sexy industry. People want to work in sports. And sometimes people become jaded to that and so they need to identify what their MVP is what their their purpose is and why they first fell in love with it and maybe it's changed and that's certainly okay but at the end of the day you just need to make sure that whatever your purpose is at that time you're continually continuously following that because that's what's going to make you happy yeah no that's great and that's probably what led you a little bit to the mission of sports biz camps right and and getting involved being a market lead and and uh help them put together the the camp in Chicago this summer right yeah so once again it's nothing seems to come you know straight and narrow and what I mean is we interviewed Gerard Littlejohn two and a half years ago on our website in our newsletter and we talked about the Steve Smith Foundation he then reached out and was like hey I'm involved with this organization called sports biz camps we interview Pat and Jeff mm-hmm I immediately make the connection, Pat, another OU guy. Right. We publish the piece. Next thing I know, I ask Gerard, hey, what are you guys doing from a philanthropic perspective with sports biz camps? It seems like there's this mission attached to it. So what are you guys going to do? End up getting to chat to talking with them. Pat comes to visit and says, we want to launch a camp in Chicago. So once it fell into that backwards, certainly did not identify that as you know, this is like light bulb moment. Right. Of course, you know, and, and I sit here and I openly say, I'm fortunate to have the opportunities that I have. And I think I fall somewhere in the middle in the sense that I don't have, I didn't grow up with the relationships to get me in the door. I think it was through perseverance and hard work. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm still a white male, mm-hmm. which affords me a lot of opportunities. Right. And I'm very aware of that. And so when Eric and I were presented the opportunity to help with sports biz camps, it was a no-brainer. Eric is a former athlete. Like you said, you'll chat with her. Yeah. But we know the opportunities that are afforded to white males. And by default, that means that there is a, a gap on minorities, students of color, and women. They have to work twice as hard, three times as hard mm-hmm. to get the same opportunities. And so the ethos of who we are, we want to be helping those individuals. We want to help with that diverse pipeline. It's a no-brainer for us to to help an organization like Sports Biz Camps. And it only furthers our commitment when you have people like 
Pat, Jeff, and Sam who are so committed to this mm-hmm. and and believe in the mission so wholeheartedly. Uh, it once again, it's you you share it online and people just flock and ask, "How can I help?" Right. That means that there's a real need, and so I don't think we intentionally set out to help sports biz camps, but once we heard of, heard about it, we were all in. Yeah. Well, and it's and going to your MVP point, it may uh, it may eventually be helping you know hundred kids find their MVP, 100%. which I think would be pretty cool. Yeah, and at the end of the day, those high school kids, even if they similar, trying to put myself in those shoes, you don't really know what you want to do. Yeah. But if that experience can help spark something, mm-hmm. and we're able to help them by providing this camp for at no cost for them, or we're able to provide experience where they're talking to industry professionals. That's something that I don't think I experienced until I was a junior in college. If I would have had the opportunity four or five years in advance, my life could look completely different. Right. It may end up being the same. Right. But I think I would have learned a lot of those soft skills that you need in sports at an earlier age. And so to me, that's what it's all about is continuing to expand the pipeline, mentor kids especially in Chicago where it, it's critically needed. Um, it, it's something that I hope we, we do for a long time. No, it's awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks for your time. Appreciate yeah. you being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.